My friends at Kevin's Worldwide is your full-service resource for branded merchandise. Kevin's is also one of America's largest distributors of promotional products and uniforms. You can reach them at kevinsww.com for the top brands of apparel and promotional products. And I mean, you can really reach them. Talk to a real person. Wow. So relax. From design to receipt of your order, you can be confident your imprinted product will represent you well. Contact them today at kevinsww.com. That's kevinsww.com. Thank them for supporting the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf. Entrepreneurs, small business owners, professionals who seek excellence, bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builder Show. Here's Marty Wolf. We still got a long way to go. Yes, we all got a long way to go. Welcome to the Business Builder Show. This is where we inform, educate, inspire, and entertain our audience of entrepreneurs, small business owners, and professionals who seek excellence. I'm your host for the Business Builder Show. My name is Marty Wolf. And alongside of my executive producer, Mr. D.C. Taylor, we will be your guides in this learning journey. By the way, you can learn more about me and our shows by going to our website, which is www.MartyWolfBusinessSolutions.com. Marty Wolf, com. Hi, DC. How are you today? Good, Marty. How you doing? Now, how do you spell my last name so they get that website right? W-O-L-F-F. Thank goodness you got that right. I was starting to sweat. Maybe you misspelled my last name. No, that is MartyWolfBusinessSolutions.com. Today, we are fired up again because we are continuing our series uh, discussing Dana A. Oliver's book, and the title of his book is Mantra Design, Innovate, Buy or Die. Discover the secrets for profitable and lasting innovation. Dana, welcome back to the Business Builder Show. Hey, good morning, Marty. It's always a pleasure, and it's you know it's fantastic to be part of this extended series on the Business Builder Show. We're having a lot of fun. We're learning a lot. A lot of people are making a lot of positive comments. We are in what, in, obviously, the book is about mantras. Now, we are at mantra number eight. That's where we're going to start today. But get us up to speed. Give us, uh, you know, your background and uh, mm-hmm. quickly, and then kind of get us up to speed to where we're going to start our conversation today. Roger that. And thank you for that, Marty. I mean, certainly for me, 30 years in the business, been very successful, 25 patents, two books, and helped Medtronic uh, surgical technologies grow from $100 million to $2 billion. So obviously, I wrote the books, and they're here to help businesses and help people because I think they deserve better. Ah, good point. Good point. Yeah, that's pretty good credentials. You should be on the Business Builder Show. That's why you're here. So that's great. So get us up to speed on the book, on what we've kind of covered so far. Again, we, you know, like I jokingly say, if someone was foolish enough to have missed the first couple of shows or few shows, kind of get us up to speed, to, and then we can start on mantra number eight. Excellent. Thank you, Marty. I mean, certainly each chapter is a mantra, and I'll go by them. I'll go through them really quickly here. So the first one was Innovate, Buy, or Die. That emphasizes the importance of organic innovation because the reality is if you you know, rely too much on acquisitions, you pay a 35% premium and 50% of them lack to provide uh, shareholder value. 
learn your customer's world. I mean, it doesn't matter if your customers articulate to you in great detail if you can't understand them. So what good is that? I mean, innovation begins with an eye. If you really want to identify unmet need, then you need to watch your customer in a simulated environment and, and, and look for those pain points. That's where unmet need is. It takes a long time to get to simple. It's like anything, simple beats better every single time. So mm-hmm. don't rush products to market. Mm-hmm. Fall forward fast. Um, and, and build to learn. These are two strategies where I very much believe that you build uh, rapid prototypes so that they you can put them very quickly in the hands of your users, but you do enough engineering in the background so that if there's a failure and or a discovery, you can recognize that. Um, and then uh, go slow to go fast. This is the emphasis, and we'll get into this as part of verification. But it's the difference between infeasibility. You know, you're outside of your formal, so you want to make your changes, not during your formal uh, development. That brings us to mantra number eight in the book. And I'm going to say the book again by Dana Oliver. It's Mantra Design, Innovate, Buy, or Die. And mantra number eight says, verification is not a discovery process. No, I think I get that, but kind of explain that to me. I'll repeat it. Verification is not a discovery process. Talk to me. Yeah, thank you. If you think of all new product development processes, you effectively have three very distinct phases. You have feasibility, your bench top, and then you have your formal verification. And, and so, again, if you think about whether whatever industry you're in, if in medical devices, for instance, this is where you document your formal testing to show that you can substantiate your claims. Uh, so, obviously, you don't want to be making claims that you can't. Uh, that are not verifiable or that people could potentially get hurt. Yeah. So for me, this is also the time when you're in a very rigid process. Mm-hmm. And so you have to write formal protocols. You have to develop your processes. You're buying parts. You're buying volumes to, to ramp up. You're making tooling. So obviously when you're, when you're expending all this time and money uh, and em- emphasis on the final design, you don't want a discovery. Mm. So that's mm. what I mean. Verification is not a discovery process. And if you do, it is terribly costly, yeah. not only in your schedule, but also think about if you're geared up and you you know, you know have three to six months of inventory, then all of a sudden you, you, you're, you're trying to do your final testing and recognize that you can't satisfy a claim. Wow. Boy, shame on you. I mean, it's terrible. So yeah. to me, this is – it's kind of like the, the fan Blue Angels. They don't go out and, you know, and prepare a new aerial – uh, exhibition to people if you know they practice time and time again in the background it's like a stage show you know yeah. this is you know you want to do dress rehearsal before you finally get to the big show yeah makes sense um i i definitely wouldn't want to uh, be a pilot in the blue angels and say oh let's try something nope i'm, <laughs> I'm not i'm not into that at all uh now dc taylor and i kind of say well let's try something on the business builder show today sometimes we wing it to use that phrase but we're not winging it with you so this is great <laughs> this is great now here's something else you, you, in in the notes that you sent to me so tell me more about this we're talking about the uh, the whole process but you say mm-hmm. choose your test criteria smartly and with confidence. So I guess that's, I'm asking you to go a little deeper on that whole thought process, what you've already described. Yeah. Yeah, thank you for that. So again, if you go back to your product development process, right, you want your feasibility phases. Because it's loose, you can make changes. This is where you want to vet your concepts. You want to show your early prototypes to many, many customers so that you can kind of ensure that you have a commercial winner. Uh, then after that, then you want to begin um, finalizing what your design is, what your acceptance criteria are, what the claims that you want to structure. And then you go into benchtop testing. 
And so this is where there can't be a discovery. I mean, yeah. and so this is where the show rehearsals take place is that before you do that final exhibition, boy, in the background, if example, if, if you want to claim that you're, you have a drill and it can run at 80,000 RPM, well, geez, you don't want to go into final testing and realize you selected a bad motor that can't run at 80,000 RPM yeah, or that yeah. you're going to tell your customers, hey, this can you can run continuously without the drill getting hot or exceeding 104 degrees F, which is a, an IEC criteria. Yeah. So yeah. this type of testing, you need to fully vet this in the background, and it's what I call your benchtop testing. Right. This is where you draft out your protocols and you draft out your acceptance criteria so that when you go into that final you know, dress rehearsal, it, there's not a surprise. You know the results that you're going to get. They should be predictable. Yeah, they should be predictable. Well, that's a good that's a good thought process. I want to drive home this point again, and we've done this through our series, Dan. And again, I want to let the listeners know that you. this is the first time we have done a series uh, with mm. any guest on the Business Builder Show. And I want to explain again why. Because the content of your book, I, I couldn't do you justice with one 20-minute interview. Mm. I just couldn't do it. Now, this is... Um, I feel like you're my professor, quite frankly. And and so, but here's the, in addition to that, the point that I want to make is that you were in medical devices. Yeah. This is universally applicable. Let, let's drive home that point, correct? Oh, you ab- are absolutely correct. I mean, when I wrote the whole book, it, like you said, even though I have 30 years in medical, it's, you know, business is about customers. So the whole book is how to identify your customers' unmet needs and how to transform them into patent-protected, premium-priced market, you know, leading technologies and products. You know, so the process is applicable to any business that you're in. Yeah, yeah. Very important point. Um Great. I think we got that clear. Uh, Mantra number eight, verification is not a discovery process. Let's move to mantra number nine. And I am speaking with Dana Oliver. His book is Mantra, Design, Innovate, Buy or Die. Uh, Right here, let's remind folks how they can get in touch with you, Dana. Your website, I guess, is the best way. That is the best way. Thank you for that, Marty. My website is www.mantra.com. T-R-A-Leadership.com, one word, Mantra Leadership. And it's great because I post our interviews that you and I have done as well as other companies. You can preview the books and magazines and articles that I've written. So, it, you know, it can give you a, a good sense of who I am. Yeah. Okay, mantra number nine, hope is not a strategy. And in your notes, <laughs> you put in parentheses, allow me to say it, a good idea without a plan is nothing more than a dream. So that's what you're talking about. Hope is not a strategy, but let's go deeper. What do you actually mean? Yeah, I thank you for that, Marty, again. I mean, so again, if you're the average CEO, it's interesting to me. We talk about this a lot, but the average CEO, they get very concerned with their company's infrastructure because mm. the reality is they can they can brainstorm and they can I- identify and see a really good idea. So if someone comes to them with a business proposition, they get that and they can see that and go, my God, hey, this is a killer strategy. Mm. Now, equally effective, if you cannot develop a product – in a short time frame and with confidence and have a stable supply chain and bring that product to market, well, you can't commercially 
you know, bring it to fruition, what good is it as a business? Mm-hmm. So that's like the second leg of the stool, a killer yeah. strategy, an equally effective infrastructure. But here's the key. I preach a lot about emotional intelligence. And so what good is it if you have a great strategy, you hire great people, you develop a great process, but then you have lousy leaders mm-hmm. that, that don't know how to either identify good talent or, or position them for success. This is where the emotional intelligence comes in and yeah. is the third leg of the stool. Yeah. But hope it's not a strategy. It's really simple is that you have – you know, when you're building your business, you have to have that great – you don't want to identify me too products. Who cares about them? Yeah. But equally important, you need an infrastructure. Yeah, infrastructure. You know, as you were speaking, I was scanning the book and the notes that I wrote in the book, and let's let's uh, let's talk about this for a minute. I I'm going off script a little bit, but I know you're. I'm, I'm confident you can have this discussion. Um, and I wrote in the margins strategic partnerships, and this was the part yeah. of the book here where you know a, a lot of companies go through the RFQs and the RFPs, and uh, they have assigned vendors and stuff like that. You talk. Um, you drive home a point how important yeah. it is to have strategic partnerships. Let's talk yeah. about that. I think that's really important. Yeah, thank you for that question, Marty. I mean, this, you know, to your point, I, I, th- I am. this is a paradox that I preach that a lot of people don't get. But if you look at a lot of companies, they start worrying about cost. And so they ask for formal quotes and they want – you know, uh, people to give them their best price. But the reality is, is how I develop products. If you want to do it quickly and through lean technologies, is I identify who my partners are on the front end. Because here's the fallacy. If you wait to the very end to formalize your your product, you formalize your drawing, formalize your tolerances, but then when you send that out to quote, it might not fit the best processes of your potential vendors. So the reality is, what good is that? And then if they come back and say, hey, you need to lessen up on these tolerances or change this drawing or we can save you money here, now you're making changes. Well, my God, what good is that if everything's – if you've already done all your testing and formalized your drawings and your parts, the better thing to do is get them on the front end before you finalize those things. Wow. That was another clinic. Um, <laughs> you know, I hope everybody listened attentively to that. How important that is to have those relationships uh, with vendors, suppliers, everybody that's involved in the process. Have discussions, and, and, and in, obviously including customers in that whole thing, right? Oh, um, yes. But, and I think here's the key is that if you identify a vendor early, right, they can screw you once. So let's just say, you know what, you go in, you have a partnership, you shake hands, you say, hey, let's make sure we achieve the right pricing. You know what, when you, when you drop your drawers at that initial you know, partnership meeting, you're going to know. They're going to either screw you that first time or they're not. And to me, that's where the true partnerships come in. And, and I'm going to be honest with you. The reality is I've not been screwed on that front end. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. It's always worked for me. If anything, I've been screwed on the back end where I yeah. I have people that tell me, hey, I can make something cheaper for you or yeah. um, easier for you or that's not going to cost you. And then all of a sudden, yeah. you know, ladder down the line, they come back with this. Yeah. It's what I call, you know, the fish and bait, right? Yeah. They, yeah. they tell you they can do something. And all of a sudden, when you're all geared up and ready to go, they start telling you, oh, well, I've discovered all these things that are going to add cost into the process. Yeah. DC is laughing at some of the comments that you're making. You say, you know. <laughs> And, and I hear these things all the time because I work with clients just like you. And uh, the bait and switch or whatever phrase you want to do it, if you don't have relationships with people, the lowest price is sometimes not the right deal. <laughs> so, so, yeah. so pay attention to that. And, the, and those who want to, quote, unquote, buy their way in, 
yeah. uh, flashing lights should enter into your brain and everywhere else. Uh, that's why having great relationships is critically important, especially in these processes that we're talking about. Bringing a new product to market is not easy, right? Oh, my God, no, it's terribly, terribly difficult. But I think that's the key, right? If you do the homework on the front end, and this is where your, your best practices need to be put into place, you know, you want to be doing a lot of design reviews on the front end so yeah. that you vet, you know, potential problem areas so that yeah. you can look at them. You can develop a process around that or you can, you know, work with your vendors to assure that, you know, they can manufacture things at high volumes. Yeah. What happens is too many businesses, they they, they – they become silos. They think that they know better than their vendors. And so uh, what happens is that you put engineers in back rooms and maybe they design a part and it might be a killer part. And maybe you can make it once. But what good is that if all of a sudden you can't produce that in volumes or all of a sudden your cost of goods become extraordinarily high because you, you've not identified – you've not worked with your vendors on the front end to identify a process that yields you know, a high CPK or, 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 or high um, – first product products to market yeah wow yeah well now we've talked about emotional intelligence that's very important uh we have to, we have time for one more point uh again go back to the idea of emotional intelligence and leadership and and kind of the soft side of things that's very very important but here's something i want to ask you how important is data in all this process how's that for a segue that's great and thank you for that question actually it's another mantra that i have which is like i call it data speaks and and this is great i mean so everyone has an opinion everyone has an so, you know, and, and it's I, universal. I mean, yes. <laughs> yeah. So to me, you know, if everyone has that opinion, how do you bring them to the table? For me, I have two things. One is build prototypes. If if you want to get beyond people's opinion, put something in their hands. I can I can sit around a table with twenty executives, and and boy, they're all going to have a very strong opinion. But if I put a prototype in their hand, all of a sudden you can converge very quickly. On, on what's acceptable and not is acceptable, as well as the fact is when you're doing a lot of development, you work with a lot of cross-functional people and teams. The same thing. A lot of people have opinions. Well, to me, your opinion means nothing. Either right. bring me a prototype or more importantly, bring me data because right. data is real. It talks to me. Yeah. Don't get fooled by that charlatan with some baloney in there. You know, <laughs> get data. Give me the real prototype. Give me something that really works. That's what you really want to address. So, Dana, uh, another great show. Again, Dana Oliver has been my guest. Uh, this is interview number five. We've got four more coming, so look forward to those. Dana's book, again, is Mantra Design, Innovate, Buy, or Die. Discover the secrets for profitable and lasting innovation. Dana, tell us again how people can connect with you. Marty, thank you first for having me on the show and having this for our fifth our fifth of nine interviews, which is great. I mean, obviously, uh, my website is www.mantra, M-A-N-T-R-A, leadership.com, one word, Mantra Leadership. And it, this has been just a fantastic uh, experience. I, I really feel I'm I, I'm not, I know sometimes I'm, at least I take a shot at humor. Um, but uh, <laughs> this time, I, I really genuinely say I'm truly enjoying this. It's been an educational experience for, for me and and for our audience. So uh, thank you so much. So Dana and our entire audience, uh, thank you. You have been listening to the Business Builder Show. I am your host, Marty Wolf, and I
and alongside of my executive producer, Mr. D.C. Taylor. We thank you so much for listening. And again, a special shout out to our sponsor, because none of this would happen if we didn't have someone underwriting this show. And that's Kevin's Worldwide. And they're one of America's leading promotional products company. You can find them at kevinsww.com. So thank you so much for listening to the Business Builders Show. Again, I'm your host, Marty Wolf. Have a great week. Bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builders Show with Marty Wolf. My friends at Kevin's Worldwide is your full-service resource for branded merchandise. Kevin's is also one of America's largest distributors of promotional products and uniforms. You can reach them at kevinsww.com for the top brands of apparel and promotional products. And I mean, you can really reach them. Talk to a real person. Wow. So relax. From design to receipt of your order, you can be confident your imprinted product will represent you well. Contact them today at kevinsww.com. That's kevinsww.com. Thank them for supporting the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf.